0: In setting up the menu, we wanted to create or and deliver the experience of having like a rice in a waru, like in
1: Bali. Yeah. Hey, this is Diletta Legowo, your friend at Sanasini. Our guests on the show today are Kade Dodi and Komang Mia, two entrepreneurs from Bali who are now living in Melbourne. Earlier this year, they launched Ajungan as part of their dream to share Balinese culture with the world. In this conversation, we learned about the thought process behind Ajungan's conception, their journey, and their connection to community in Bali. You'll hear me refer to them as Dodi and Mia throughout the conversation. Their first names, Kade and Komang, are their Balinese names that they received based on their order of birth. The Balinese people have always had an organized and orderly name system dating back all the way to the 14th century. The first child is always given the name Wayan, Putu, or Gede. The second child gets Made, Kade, or Nanga. The third child gets Nyoman, or Komang. And for the fourth child, Ketut. Should there be any more than four children, the cycle would repeat itself with the fifth child possessing any of the first names. Hello Dodi and hello Mia. Hello. Hello.
2: (laughs) How are you today? (laughs)
1: Good. We are great. For those listening um, just through audio, you won't be able to see but Dodi's actually got um, a Balinese headdress on. What's it called?
0: It's called Uda. Undan, yeah. Undai. It's a headpiece for a uh, Balinese man in the traditional costume.
1: Yeah, that's super great. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with that, let's get started then. For the benefit of our listeners who are hearing about Ajangan for the first time, can you tell us a little bit more about it? Okay. <laughs>
0: well, Ajangan is... <laughs> so, if we talk for... about the history so Ajenggan simply means as food in Balinese word and that was the the story why we we want to do this in the form of business as it was originally uh, we planned to start a food blogging instead of selling food at first because she she can cook and I
2: love to cook and he loves to take pictures yeah so
0: that's why we were thinking why don't we combine both of our our passion passion and our belief and then yeah here we go we have Ajangan here
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's fantastic so tell us about the operation of Ajangan like you're based in Melbourne you're doing Mm -hmm. food deliveries during lockdown how does that work
0: yeah we we basically uh balinese food catering here in Melbourne, and we started since early 2020 and late late 2019 eh? yeah. so uh, it, it wasn't long in, uh, lo- it was not long ago when we uh started this and yeah during lockdown we did food deliveries yeah yeah
2: so before the the lockdown we are selling bonus food and we are not doing some deliveries before. yeah w- yeah we didn't do, delivery, yeah, before,
0: we didn't do delivery
2: before we but we did some you know like we cook for friends mm-hmm. yeah we only doing like a small small, a small, batch, yeah, of small batch like of it's more like a uh, market research yes it, yeah. it
0: was our first intention when yeah. we did uh the cooking Uh, like a small batch so we Mm -hmm. we did a market research from friends and then asking them about the feedback about the food Mm -hmm. and luckily most of them uh, enjoy were enjoying our food yeah so that brings us like more confident to to go in public yeah
1: I'm sure you have very lucky friends (laughs) <laughs> that they got to test all the um, the offerings that you guys had. So, what well, what are the main dishes? And um, you know, I know you do a sambal as well. What are the main things that you guys are making at Anjungan?
0: At first, in setting up the menu, we wanted to create or and deliver the experience of having uh, like a rice in a warung, like in Bali. Yeah. So we cook and serve nasi campur, so it's like a mixed rice in Bali. And we do we do the the chicken dish, so nasi campur ayam, and nasi babi guling Those like the two main uh, food option. Uh, and then we do the sate, sate lilit, sate And also the sambal. We also do yeah. sambal lembur. Mm-hmm. And now at uh, recently we create something new it was called nasi lemo so it's more like the food in a smaller portion and cheaper option also
1: nice one i i really love that you're doing that and um that you're emulating the experience of having street food in bali because often you go to indonesian restaurants in melbourne not that many of us have access to them right now during lockdown um They're usually selling, um, you know, padang food or food from Jawa. And um, the restaurants also focus on the more heavy and popular dishes like rendang and, you know, satay. And those are all the things that people are familiar with in Australia. But um, Balinese street food is something that everyone remembers when they travel to Bali, right? And I still remember the night that your brother... Delivered my meal to my apartment, and I I had it with my partner at home, and it was just so delicious. It it actually felt like we were back in Bali. So thank you. Oh thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's so special. Um, out of curiosity, do you mind? Do you know how many boxes of food you've you've sold in the last couple of months?
0: We don't keep. Uh, you know, tracking yeah. the numbers, but per week it was usually like around the range is around fifty mm-hmm. to one fifty. Uh, one fifty boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just like rough calculation. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but the most number that we sold in a day was one sixty. Yeah, yeah, um, it 160. yeah, it was one sixty. Yeah, one sixty.
1: Man, you guys are crazy. And I know you're just cooking at home in your apartment, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so imagine the space that we have. it. yeah, it was just so crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on such an awesome start. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what's coming next for mm-hmm. you guys, especially after lockdown is over. I think you've already proven that with, with 160 orders in one mm-hmm. day, that people definitely want this. That's so great to see Ajangan you know starting become a success in Melbourne and I think you guys are making a lot of people very happy but interestingly I know that your backgrounds are actually quite unique um Dori when I first met you I was surprised to learn that you actually studied education for example (laughs) um can you tell me about like how you were inspired to pursue this uh
2: it
0: was actually uh, out of my grand plan when I uh, wanted to go here to Melbourne because at first I was uh, pursuing my I mean, Master of Education degree here but then along the way I found uh, I found myself that I'm not really suitable doing that and then <laughs> there was actually a lot of intersection in my life like I was into photography in a bit and then I also love food and trying to explore more in food and product photography. So that's why going into many directions make me want to go off the track that I should go. I mean, like in educational mm-hmm. track. Yeah, but but that was so fun. I mean, the journey was so fun.
2: And what about you, Mia? Um, I was. Study management and industrial engineering, actually, so it's very different than what I'm doing now. Uh, but at first, I know that I want to do something else than just like work in a company. Because I worked in Jakarta for like two years, and then I decided to move here to Melbourne, and then we started doing Ajengan
0: it was just naturally yeah. uh, happened to us like
2: Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> because we, we wanted to <laughs> unexpected do, yeah. yeah unexpected we wanted to do something together yeah and we figured out that i love to cook and he loved to you know he love photography and then why don't we just combine it at first we were planning to do some blogs something yeah. like that Yeah, so, the yeah. blog we and I just uh I'll just cook and he take the pictures and then write something and then along the way, we we think, yeah, we think w- we that we need
0: to make it into business yeah we need to business <laughs> and
2: that's what we always wanted to do yes. Like to open a business and to work with ourselves like mm-hmm. yeah something like that so yeah yeah
1: I love that and it almost feels like you know all these different things happening in your life coming together perfectly and like it was supposed to be which is so lovely um and i don't know if our listeners noticed because i'm not sure we mentioned it earlier but you guys are actually a couple yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i know that there's a cute story there mm.
0: yeah. yeah yeah like
1: yeah we've been we've
2: together for seven years yeah we we'll year, yeah. se- seven years seven years we actually met at in primary school.
0: Primary school, but we were we were not in the same school. We were yeah. we met when we, we joined the, uh, like the
2: study group for study science group for science Olympiad, like that? Yeah, science yeah.
0: olympic. We've been knowing each other, and then we went to the same uh, junior high school and
2: same high school
0: until high school. But then we we pick our own path and journey on uni. So I go. I go to, uh, I go to uni in Singaraja in my, in Bali, yeah. to Melbourne, and then...
1: I went to Jakarta for US uni, Jakarta.
0: and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we met here again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really lovely. So even when your life paths took you into different directions, you guys still went back to each other. That's so lovely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so happy that, um, you know, you're able to be in the same city now, and that you're finally making some of those goals and dreams come true together with Yeah. Yeah. So I understand that Balinese culture is deeply embedded in the identity of Balinese people. I mean, we all feel that when we travel to Bali, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's such a special experience when you visit what we call the islands of the gods. Um, And I know that's important to both of you. I'm curious, how does... um, your background and your maybe your upbringing in bali influence some of the ideologies behind ajangan and what you guys are doing
0: mhm yeah because as a balinese i guess all all of the balinese must experience uh, and live within the culture
2: as a balinese we we need to you know like to bring our culture wherever we go as it is already like in our blood we're doing it like for generations and We have to keep it so that's why I am so I'm so thrilled to to learn more about Balinese cuisine. Uh, when when I was living in Bali we can we could just easily grab Balinese food without you know like without bother to cook, something like that. So when we were living away from home we learned that it is very hard to find something like what we had in bali so it makes me wanted to learn more and appreciate
1: the, the balinese culture, culture
2: yeah. the balinese cuisine and that's why when i go when i went back went back home i learned about balinese cuisine from my mom from my grandparents and then i want to bring that to melbourne to to bring the culture and to and to make all the people experience it like the way it was the way it is in bali yeah so, so
0: yeah. yeah like because we've been living within the culture and then yeah it, through ajingan we want we also want to create the same atmosphere that we had in bali so that's why we try to adapt some of the uh, like balinese word in through our brand yeah. let's say we communicate thank you by saying mm. Matur Suksuma mm. and then recently we also introduced a new word like Om Swastiastu which is a, a greeting in Bali and in our logo we also put uh, the Balinese uh, script that was actually uh, the idea to bring Balinese atmosphere to mm. through yeah. <laughs> Ajangan
1: I think that's so lovely because, um, you know, even though at face value you're a food business, but this whole experience that you've created for the mm-hmm. community around Ajungan now um, runs so deeply in your blood and in your inspirations behind mm-hmm. the business. And I think that's, um, you know, one of the most beautiful things about it. And as someone who, you know, only learned about Ajungan recently, I really felt that when I just interacted with you guys through Instagram. So I think you've done a really, really great job. Oh, thank you. you. (laughs) It means a lot. (laughs) It means a lot. Yeah, no, you guys are awesome. So I'm also aware that you have, you know, a strong connection with the community in Bali still. And not a lot of people know this, but you guys are also supporting some local organizations. I'm curious, can you tell a bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So uh fortunately the organization that we are supporting is actually the organization that my parents organize are uh, organizing. So uh a little bit about the the foundation, social foundation. Uh it is called Pudulice Sama Philanthropic Work which my parents uh organize and manage. So We've been doing this social work for almost two decades now. So it was around uh, in 2004 when we firstly uh, supporting eleven children in North Bali for their uh, for giving scholarship to them because they couldn't afford the tuition fee and also the the uniform and etc. And then over the years. Uh, the foundation starting to develop and also to expand the thing that we could help in the community Let's say giving the food package and then also Deliver the beds for the people who need the bed because In reality people still live like under the ground like with nothing uh, Nothing on it. So yeah, yeah and they've been living that for years. That that's actually the, the condition of Bali in reality. And uh, recently we we deliver some food package from uh, our Sambal Umber campaign. So we we sold 40 jars of Sambal Umber, and all the revenue was donated to support. The unfortunate families in North Valley. Uh, it was around fifteen, 30, twenty families. Yeah. Twenty families. Twenty families. Luckily, yeah, we have supported twenty families, and we we could uh, supply them some, like you know, like rice package, and also some essential things that they could uh, they could use yeah. for their daily life. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's amazing, and it's it's a really good reminder for you know a lot of people who go and visit Bali, whether they're from Jakarta, other parts in Indonesia, or from Australia, that we only see so little, and um, mm-hmm. sometimes we forget the the impacts of um, the tourism that might be a bit more on the negative side. So it's yeah. it's amazing to um, to see that. You guys are reaching out to these communities. I mean, you mentioned your family has such a long relationship with the foundation, supporting people locally, um, and that you're bringing attention to it through Ajangan as well. I really value that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. beautiful work. And, you know, we know that by supporting educational efforts, this is the best way to change the future generation and help them out of poverty and end this cycle
0: yeah because we also through this uh project i mean this the donation we also not only donating uh the goods but we also want to educate the people who see uh the thing that we are doing and the thing that we want to share is no matter how much that we have we could always share something to everybody in needs so that's why even though we share only a little uh, stuff from what we have, I guess it means a lot to them. So that's why uh, that brings the great energy for us to continue what we are doing and to share and also to spread the words so more people will be uh, inspired to do this as we were also inspired. We, we're just so happy to do the same. We still plan to do the next donation also.
1: I regret not asking Dodi and Mia during the interview for a little bit more information about the organization. The organization is called Bedulis Hesama Philanthropic Work, and the best way to find them is on Facebook, where the URL is ps.philanthropicwork. They're also reachable via email through admin at philanthropicwork.org. We'll be sure to put this information in the show notes for you. Now back to the conversation. In terms of your future plans, you know, in addition to continuing to supporting these communities, do you have anything in mind? I know it's a little bit hard considering it's unpredictable with lockdown in Victoria right now, but what's the dream for Ajangan?
0: We always have been dreaming of opening up a space our own space but but we try to appreciate the all the process that we need to we need to do so we just try to go with the flow but we always have a plan to do stuff but since things are getting so unpredictable so we just go with the flow but hopefully soon uh, we are trying to get a bigger space for us in the production so uh, yeah, by that by doing that, hopefully we could reach more people and introduce more uh, people about Balinese food and also telling them about our mission and etc.
1: Yeah, and. I mean, see, a lot of businesses we know are struggling during lockdown right now. Um, but you guys actually started this year and, you know, made it all happen during this time. So I think a lot of businesses can learn a lot from what you guys are doing um, because it's working, right?
0: Yeah, we, it, it was also so unpredictable because uh, by doing the food business in lockdown is so tricky, right? Yeah. Because we 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 thought that we couldn't uh, reach the the sales, or we couldn't reach more people uh, as our new market. But luckily, like people are being so supportive, and also so, and also I don't know how to say, it, but people are, uh, people welcome us very well. I mean, the Balinese culture that we introduced through our food. Couldn't say anything but a massive thank you for everyone who have been supporting us since the day we started. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we know how many Australians travel to Bali every year, right? It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. They're all stuck here now, so you have, you're all <laughs> they've got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No other choices. No <laughs> Pak Malen, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, That's so good. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This has been super special. And, you know, for Sanasini, Ajangan has been massively influential, especially you, Dodi, because when I found out about you guys on Instagram, not only did I feel excited about it and I wanted to reach out to you to see if we could work together, um, but you guys also inspired me to keep going and, you know, to make things happen despite some of the barriers that many of us might be experiencing during COVID. So I've got a lot to thank you and Mia for, you know, for doing what you do.
0: But yeah, Yeah. the thank you is to you for giving us the opportunity to speak and to share what the things that we are doing. It was an honor for us also to have a talk with you.
1: I'm so glad and I'm looking forward to what we'll do together in the future. It was wonderful to speak to Dodi and Mia in this episode, and I especially valued their approach to building Ajungan and their passion to share their Balinese roots with the world. I hope you've been enjoying the conversation so far on Sanasini. Our podcast is released every two weeks, and I can't wait to share some of the other inspiring conversations I've been having with our guests. We'll be hearing from Melbourne-based yoga teacher Rosie Jean, who we've collaborated with to create a short guided meditation to ground and welcome creative energy. So if you haven't already, please make your way to a comfortable position. And that may be in a seat. It could be lying down. It could even be in your favorite yoga pose. We'll also hear from Doni Marmer, who is a Balinese queer development facilitator, climate change researcher, and poet.
2: So we can't separate environment and human. For me, it's like how we need to decolonize the concept of climate change and talk to the community who actually the most vulnerable.
1: An Indonesian F2 racer, Sean Galaisel.
2: So like, I think a lot a lot of people
0: that don't really follow motorsport or racing yeah. uh, think that I just jump in a car and, and drive. <laughs> um, there, there, there's a lot of complexity in, in a way that you need For to sure. understand a lot of the car and, and what you're doing with the car. And, mm-hmm. and different tracks have different specifications again.
1: Hope you're all staying safe, healthy, and connected. If you're liking the show, do subscribe and give us a rating or some feedback. It does make a big difference in our work. The Sanasini podcast is recorded in Narm, in the languages of the Warung and Waiwarung, Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation, Narm is the name of the area we now call Melbourne. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We also recognize the wisdom of our ancestors across the ocean, di Tanah Air di Indonesia. The music you hear in the beginning and end of our show is the song Kalapa Garden from the album Bahasa by Young Marco. It features recordings of the Desa Babakan Gamelan Ensemble in Bali, Indonesia. Your friends at Sanasini are Tadadadi. Alba Legowo,
0: Prabu Legowo,
1: Aren Budi Prabawa. and me, Dilata Legowo. We share many stories and some of the Sanasini process on Instagram, so we'd love to connect with you there. Thanks for joining us. Terima kasih.